by the way, this is Jacob and and Blake. As always, the the main the main, the main young Sinatra on this the, on this podcast. Is your Blake's boy Blake. been listening to the the new Logic album. So he's a rapper. Highly he's a rapper this week. Um, that's his that's his dream this week. Um, but yeah, we're actually we're actually live. Like I've never. I bought all this like expensive recording equipment. I'm finally using it in a hotel room of all places. So and I would uh, I would lie and say that I came out to California strictly to do this podcast. Yeah, I flew you out. Flew me out. Yeah, mm-hmm. producer J Mac. Yeah, I flew you out um, to record so that we can do the first episode of the NBA season because it's like what week one or two of I think it's week it's like day three of the preseason. It's like day three of NBA preseason. We've had some. We've had some Markel Fultz three-pointers, some Luka Doncic crossovers, and actually a Mo Bamba three today. I saw that on Twitter. Mo Bamba hitting a three. He's, We've, he's yeah. trying to pull a Joel Embiid. Yeah, so at this point, we're fully into, like, the NBA is here. We have some, some Twitter video-worthy stuff, not really anything to write home about. It's mostly just, like, rumors and, like, you know, your normal, like, preseason banter. It's just like, are the Warriors going to win it all? Does it even matter? And LeBron is a Laker. It's 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 basically saying in four different ways how the Warriors are going to win. I right. think every single media outlet or news yeah. channel or whether it's a beat writer or, or whatever, they're trying to say, oh, hey, the Warriors are going to win this way. Right. Or they might not win 80 games, but they're going to win this way. Yeah, that's pretty that dominates much of it. I mean, you can take like if you're on Twitter, you can take like any any clip that's posted of anything that's going on and like by the third or fourth response, it's like but can they beat the Warriors? Dude, did you <laughs> did you see the uh that Players Tribune, I think it was Players Tribune, um article about that Cousins put out? Uh saw some tidbits of it. Well, he was saying that this is basically the be- the greatest basketball decision of my career. Yeah. He essentially, so the story goes that, and I don't, I mean, it's he said, she said stuff. He said that he wasn't getting any offers for mini team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he didn't even hear from the Pelicans. Yeah. And he called up Bob Myers. So for the, anyone that's listening, Bob Myers is the GM for yeah, the, Warriors. the Warriors. And he called up Bob Myers and was like, yo, I want to be on, I want to be on your team and I'll take the minimum. Yeah. And Bob Myers like three or four times had to ask if him and his agent was joking. <laughs> like like are you kidding? Are you serious? Right? Are you going to take you're going to take the minimum? Okay. Like are you just fishing or are you actually serious about this? Yeah, so apparently that's the story. It's no one wanted me. I mm. want to be with you type thing. Right. And I think that's the narrative that you would want as DeMar- as cousins as Boogie. Yeah. I'd like you would want like you want it to be kind of like a comeback story to where it's like okay nobody wanted me this year but next year I've got ten plus teams trying to get me after I've won a championship with the Warriors. I mean, it's that's no what e- you want to point back to. Yeah, it's no expectations, gonna, right? Like you you don't have to play for them to win, right? You can come back when you need to come back. You already mm-hmm. said you're going to come back this year, hundred percent. So whenever that is, whenever is whenever that is. Yeah, and but, you don't have to show. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. So, because like a lot of people back in the earlier this summer, a couple months ago, when he signed with the Warriors, they were like, 
he turned down more money to chase a championship to like change the narrative of his like career so far. And he's flipping it around saying like, no, actually I didn't do that. I, I didn't get, I didn't get the offers, which that works in his favor better. I think it's probably more true that he didn't get the offers that he wanted. He may have gotten a call from somebody, but it wasn't, the situ- like at a certain point the situation is too good to pass up like i think me- yeah and, and uh, well it's it's like putting yourself and i i get it and you can you can argue both sides yeah putting yourself in the best position to fully rehab as a guy that's as big as he is mm-hmm. coming back too soon can and if that happened again could ultimately end your career yeah so i mean i totally get it from that point like, did you join the team that's going to win a championship and, you know, get a ring? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it's like a he's not trying to champ chase or do anything like right. that. I don't th- I don't see it as that. No. And he's the second person to do it. And he, so he's still cooler than Kevin Durant. <laughs> still. Cooler yeah. Than- so he's yeah, like he doesn't it's it's not it's by I'm not trying to like spray with a like spray paint like it's totally different situations but still he's the second person that did this and so he's not the guy that gets all of the blame he's gonna get some people are gonna say like oh he chased it whatever but the, after this season goes over is, is over i doubt many people like actually care about what the decision he made was but like people still talk about kevin durant's decision today and they yes. will the entire time he's on the warriors so boogie will outlive that within a couple months like Maybe when he first starts playing, it'll be a little bit of it. But then once the playoffs are over, it'll nobody will care because he'll probably sign with somebody else. But Durant's gonna <laughs> have to taste that, eat that the entire time he's in Golden State. So, so it's funny that you bring up Durant. Like, so media days, he was. I can't remember who was asking him like the line of questions. It wasn't or, us, so it doesn't matter. Or what? Yeah, it wasn't us. So we're not gonna mention any. No, no free shoutouts no on shout-out. no easy buckets. Um, but they were asking about like regular season awards and like individual awards. And he was like, basically the narrative was everyone hates me. So I'm not going to get any awards. What outside of like yeah, a championship or like maybe a finals MVP. He was like, everybody hates me and will hold my decision over my head. So I can't get a scoring title Well, a scoring title. You can get just ball out. But you're not going to get a scoring title, scoring title on the Warriors. But yeah. he was essentially saying he's not going to get all these accolades because everybody hates him. That was the narrative. It's him saying, I don't care about these accolades because we're going to win championships. But he actually does care. Does I think care. he does care. I think he cares. Yeah, I mean, that's at the end of the day, they're going to that's how they measure you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they don't just say that Michael Jordan played for the Bulls and won six championships. They do talk about his his MVPs and his scoring titles and his this, that, and the other. Like, they do say that. They do talk about that. Because at the end of the day, and right or wrong, it is about championships. It is about individual awards. It is about everything you've earned. Like, championships are, are, are the main pieces, but when you can say that yeah. Michael Jordan also got six finals MVPs and yeah. you know won these all these individual awards like there was a picture of him and all of his championships individual <laughs> awards yeah, like the medals case. like i mean it and it fills up an entire sheet yeah and regardless it's an ego thing like it's a in the moment like especially today it's like it's a in the moment like recognition like 
you can say what you want, but like James Harden was like upset that he didn't win the MVP before last year. He thought he should have won it. I mean, you can say what you want, but like it does bother LeBron James a little bit that he doesn't win the MVP when he thinks he's the best player in the league. He should have won it last year. Yeah, I mean, th- those things do bother him. But I mean, like we could we could probably bore everybody talking about that. Yeah. You're right. So, but yeah, I mean, that's basically what dominated the offseason in the NBA was the Warriors reloading, getting somebody for nothing, like doing the same old thing they're doing. All the players are happy. Clay's going to resign. All this, that, and the other. So, why watch the NBA? I I don't see it that way. I don't think Blake sees it that way. I don't see it that way. No. So, there's some other things that are... To me, there's a lot of stuff that's exciting outside of goal, outside of the Bay Area. And I think that's kind of what I'm ready for this year. Just drive is, six hours south. <laughs> exactly. You just drive six hours <laughs> south to the uh, to, to to Los Angeles to the you know to Staples Center. The city. There's of a Angels. couple. There's a couple basketball teams that play there. Few. Yeah, and one of them is the Lakers, and they actually have LeBron James. So my my thing, and and I know that some people might have already said this, but like him signing with the the Lakers yeah. this summer we knew he was a laker uh, you know like i yeah. get it but until he got out there during media days had the jersey on had the jersey on played in the preseason ge- game on saturday like yeah. it really didn't set in that damn mm-hmm. lebron james is a laker like is this is this right yeah i mean even somebody like me who consumes you know as much nba content as anybody that doesn't work in the league like any other non-rider person like i watch it all the time i call about all in off season like i'm a junkie it's still like i knew like like you said like everybody knows what's going on but still the picture that came across the timeline or that i saw on the t- on tv like it was like almost like wait i actually did it's like I was concerned about all the other stuff that went into this decision and not him actually being on the court. And it's pretty cool to see him in the jersey and like like running plays with those guys that he's been posting Instagrams with all se- all summer. It's the Lake Show. I think I think by far the outside of like watching hometown Grizzlies, shout out. Yeah. Um I think that the Lakers are a team whether they're awesome, whether they're trash i i do think that uh, there are they are the number one team that i want to see play this year yeah. well like when you when you can add the meme team and then put lebron J- and when i talk about the meme team yeah do you want to do you want to tell the 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 listeners who i'm referring to when i'm when i'm talking about the meme team you go ahead are we talking about rondo the <laughs> the eccentric uh. Rajon Rondo, yeah, his buddy Lance, Lance, Lance Stevenson, the Lance Stevenson, ear, Javale, Lance Earblower, yeah, Steven Javale, Javale McGee, and I mean, the li- like the list goes on and on. I mean, Contavious Caldwell Pope was like basically under house arrest half the season last year. Yeah, like it's a pretty crazy roster that they have, and then you have Lonzo, who's the most talked about player you know leading up to last year and for the like the first half of the season not half first like quarter of the season when he was healthy then it kind of tapered off and like you had the other storylines with donovan mitchell and ben simmons but so you have all these like characters and you have the best player of of, like mine and yours generation so it's like it's a lot going on like it to me i'm good it's something anytime they're on tv i'm gonna turn them on 
there's there's three different storylines to me. And what's so intriguing about it to me is there's three different storylines. One, the core, the young core that they have with Kuzma, Ingram, yeah. and Lonzo. How how can they, you know, build as Lakers? Yeah. You have the meme team, which is like for lack of a better phrase, kind of the the land of misfit toys. Like yeah. you don't you don't really know they they all come from different walks in their NBA career. They're at different points, and they're. I think that having them all on the same team, they're going to feed off each other. Yeah, there's going to be some moments this they're year. Gonna, they're like going to be said, some moments. Mean worthy moments. Yeah, it's going to be. They're going to feed off each other in the sense of in a non basketball way. Yeah, all the antics are going to come out, and they're going to get in people's heads. Yeah, and I love that. And the, like lastly, like it's it's LeBron James on what many people believe as whether it's Kobe's team or whether it's Magic's team, like the storyline of LeBron James coming to a third team, joining a historically amazing program yeah, and trying to win a championship with a third team, which no one else has done in the yeah. league history. Yeah. So I think it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'll, no, watch, those are I'll all, watch every game. Yeah. Like that's, those are all three, like, going to be heavily covered storylines and they all they're kind of on their own thing like and they're all going to mesh together because it's like you have the the you know one of the greatest players of all time that basically has to take the the youngsters and the meme squad and like figure out how to succeed because regardless of like I, I think the plan isn't for like I think in LeBron's mind like he actually does understand like him and Magic Johnson have understanding like okay, we're probably not going to win an NBA title this year. Like, they, they sat there and they talked about this. They were like, we're, this is a long, I'm signing a four-year contract. This is a long-term thing. But as a competitor, LeBron's not going to sit out there in like the like 15th game of the season when they're playing the Rockets on TNT on Thursday night and it's a two-point game in the fourth quarter. He's not going to be thinking about next year or two years from now. He's going to be, I'm going to win this game right here. And as that goes along, like people can, there, there, there. People doubted the player, the Lakers' playoff chances this year because the West is so stacked. <laughs> if you want to have a million dollar lock of the century, shout out under the covers. Shout out, Clay. It's the Lakers making the playoffs at some. Like I don't. Maybe that's not a hot take, but that is a hot take. But I, there, to me, okay. There's eight spots. They're getting one of them. And we talked about this yesterday. That you, <laughs> I love their chances. In the playoffs, I love their chances in a seven-game series against anybody outside of Golden State in the West. Like, if like we said, like I said yesterday, if they, I don't like if they line up to where they don't have to play Golden State in the second round or the first round, obviously if they're the eighth seed, if they don't have to play them in the first two rounds, I'm picking them to make the Western Conference Finals. Well, I know that you. Well, you were talking about yesterday. You you gave the the storyline of. What if they, regardless of seeding, like if they like call the Oklahoma City Thunder first round yeah. in the first round, that's a very winnable series. Oh for yeah, them. you don't even yeah. And then okay, so think yeah. about take that win, however many games you, you think that series will go five, six, seven, yeah. regardless. You play. I know. You, then you gave the scenario of them going to Houston. Ross, yeah, Houston. Or yeah, they're playing the Rockets or whoever it is. Yeah. All of those are very winnable games. Yeah, I mean they're. There you have neither of those teams have won a championship or have players that have won a championship. I mean, 
I don't think like, nobody. What I'm just trying to scan it. No one on the Rockets or the Thunder have won an NBA title. Like out the the top three or four players haven't. This, like they this. may have a bench guy. Like I'm not going to sit here and go through their basketball reference. But I mean, I, I'm just going to say. I mean, I think what we're going to see this year is that this is kind of like my first little like bold prediction. Like outside of the conference finals, you're going to see LeBron treat the Western Conference like he's treated the Eastern Conference. Where regardless of seed, regardless of host who like home court here and there, or whatever, he's going to get to the conference finals, and you're gonna end. It's gonna end up being the like third most cared about series because it's gonna be like, wow, they actually beat Oklahoma City in five games. Yeah, or they actually like, oh wow, they're like it's not even a close game in game four. Like. It's. I think that's going to be what surprises the most people, and it may be wrong, but I really don't. I mean, that would be outside of an injury. I really don't think. I think that's what that's going to be surprising come like you know next May, is that he's going to be going through the Western Conference, obviously before he plays Golden State, with relative ease. I mean, you you might see some competitive games, but I mean, just like last year, he had an absolutely terrible team in uh, Cleveland, and. This team, they this had some tough – the first two rounds were tough, but, like, the games they won, they controlled. This team is far, yeah, in better. a way, better yeah. than than any – I don't want to say any, any no, Cleveland no, no, team. No, any Cleveland Yeah, team. I don't want to – The team that won the title was better. When they had Kyrie, when they had everybody playing at their peak, I mean, yeah, they were that, better. that was better. But when you take the fire that those young guys have, mix yeah. it with LeBron and his competitiveness at every level. Yeah. And then also bring in like I I love the addition of Rajon Rondo. No one no <laughs> You're one does. You're a Rondo guy. You've always been. I love the addition of Rajon Rondo. He's got that high elite level <laughs> basketball IQ. He does. I, I mean, yeah. like he didn't even have to shoot the ball. Yeah. And I think that he makes the Lakers far and away yeah. a better than. He, I mean, he's projected to start right now. I don't know what that's going to do to. I think Lonzo you, and Daddy. I think honestly, I think. Lonzo, it's weird. I think Lonzo will adapt to whatever he's needed to do. I think what you'll see is that Lonzo will slide into a comfortable spot, not being the not that he was even the best player on the court. I mean, you could say that, but I think Touted you'll as. see. Yeah, I think you'll see Lonzo comfortably slide into whatever role he's needed to play. I and think so. All of a sudden, you'll look up and it's like the All Star break, and like Lonzo is one of the better role players in the West. Like what did he average last year? He, I mean he averaged like eleven, seven and seven or whatever. He, it was. Yeah, he I mean he had the typical like, you know, uh like playmaker numbers where you have high rebounds. I mean he rebounded well from that position. His scoring, he just had the ball in his hands a lot, so he scored. He had the you know, he had the points, but he's gonna create and he's gonna get the assists. I think scoring is where he's going to struggle most just because I don't believe his shot is going to be consistent. I mean, he may have fixed it to a certain extent, but I don't necessarily know if he's going to have to worry about it. I don't think they're going to ask him to do that. I don't think he's going to have to worry. I think he's going to be have enough players on the court with him to not to where he's going to get open looks just by driving through the lane. So, I mean, you look at a player like you look at a player like uh, Sean Livingston on the Warriors. Now, I'm not trying to draw these crazy comparisons because Sean Livingston has a very dangerous shot, which is that turnaround to uh, turnaround jumper, you know, after taking you hard. Yeah, it's pure. Like he he's a very talented player, but he's not a gifted scorer. And 
I don't think Lonzo will have a single shot in his repertoire that is as good as that Sean Livingston's turnaround. But I think that you're going to see that type of impact on the game without having to worry about. He's going to get open lanes for layups and dunks and, you know, and in floaters. And that's, you're going to end up being like, well, LeBron, I mean, Lonzo's got 13 points. Yeah. It's the third quarter. Like, what happened? I think, I think, like, uh, taking the, the spotlight off Lonzo and kind of letting him come into his own without that spotlight being on him. I think because yeah. he's always had it when he was at UCLA. Mm-hmm. I mean, his dad putting more of the spotlight on him. And I know that he feeds off of that. But from a basketball standpoint and from his like mental standpoint, yeah. I think it'll be better. Yeah, I mean, because he's not an all-star. He never he won't be an all-star. I really don't see in the way that is competitive as the NBA is nowadays. I get you're not going to especially being in the West. You're not going to he's never he's never going to make an all-star game. That's not like a hot take, I don't even think. And I don't think – he's not even the second-best player in the draft last year. The situation played itself out to be the number two pick, but he – like you said, him not having to be in a situation where he's in year two looked at to – like, I mean, you, you think about it. Like a player like Donovan Mitchell, like they're, like he – like I love Donovan Mitchell. He did a lot of stuff last year. He, you know, you could have easily said he was the rookie of the year. Like, he led a playoff team into the second round. He he did some amazing stuff and came out of nowhere and took everybody by storm. People are going to expect a lot out of him this year. And Sophomore a player slot. like Lonzo, people aren't going to – like, they're going to expect a lot out of Ben Simmons. They're going to expect a lot out of Jason Tatum. Like, if those players don't – if. Those players can have almost, I wouldn't say equal because it was different last year, but they could have st- statistically almost identical seasons this year as they had last year. And there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of talk, rumble that they that they dropped off, that yeah. they failed this year. And that's what's stupid. About, that's what's crazy about it is that like all those teams are going to be better than they were last year, and. It, some of those guys, you're gonna you're gonna have to see some of those guys like Tatum especially. He's not gonna have statistically as good of a year because the team's better and they have more players. But a player like Lonzo is gonna be able to find his role. And honestly, people are gonna be like, "Wow, maybe we underestimated how good Lonzo was last year." Like stuff like that's gonna be said on ESPN. Well, when when you have a team around you that is good, yeah, and I mean, which they all do. All these players, it's weird. Yeah. Like all those top picks do. Well, so you mentioned like Ben Simmons and. And Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, I think that if you if they had the exact same seasons as they had last year, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell's season would like it w- he would be criticized the most. Yeah, because he's he's out of the group. He's probably got the w- w- lesser team. Yes, and he'll he's by far the most talented player on the team. Of oh, well, oh. like the most like shout out Grayson Allen. Yeah, exactly. Can't can't underestimate Grayson Allen. <laughs> no. But he's like, but yeah, he's the most charismatic. He's like Jason Tatum has a slew of guys. Obviously, Lonzo has guys like you have Joel Embiid with Ben Simmons. So yeah, you're right. Donovan Mitchell is the like the spotlight's going to be on him on his team. The rest of the, like it's going to be him. Well, because like Ben Simmons, by all accounts, is a, an NBA unicorn. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that 
if if he statistically has the same season as he has last year, I don't think that. I mean, yeah, it might be. You can if cons- the team's worse, it'll be perceived if as worse. But worse, if the team's yes. good, then it'll be fine. If they go to the Eastern Conference Finals and they had he has the exact same numbers, they're, they're going to consider it a win. Yeah, because he has Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, his his jumper looks, is less broke. <laughs> is less broke, still a little bit broke, but. Jason Tatum, and I know we're talking about like sophomores now going into their sophomore season, mm-hmm. but Jason Tatum, I'm I don't know where he falls. Jason Boston, like I don't statistically, know. he will drop off. Statistically, he will just uh, by drop default, yeah, of the of the level out, level out because of the roster. He won't be the go-to option. Like, he's not going to be like the fourth quarter scoring option that he was like in the playoffs last year, or even like any time in the play. You're you're gonna have a lot, and I don't think I think he's perfectly good enough to fit into a role. But is he gonna be? There's I don't know. The Celtics to me are a whole like. There's a lot of Celtics fans, and there's a lot of Celtics fans in the media. Like Celtics fan, like the media is made up of a, a huge percentage of people that are from the Boston area or grew up in like an area that didn't have a team that grew up liking the the Celtics. It's similar to like the Yankees or the Cowboys. Yeah. Or something like that. And so you have all these opinions on their team and like how they're going to be shooed into the finals this year. And I just don't like, there's a lot of personalities there. Yeah. Like Kyrie, we, we, there's a checkered history with Kyrie, not character wise, but his attitude towards a team. And the, just things like when you have a person that demands a trade, you can't ever, you have to always factor that into the equation with a, uh, with, you know, dealing with him throughout a season. And you have Jalen Brown who, views himself as an all-star and he does maybe yeah. the fifth best player on that team if not lower yeah which i love Jalen brown Jalen brown but he's, he's he's somebody that you want on your team right but like when you like take about like boston and let's not talk about boston too much because i yeah. think they're i think they might they're to me they're going to come out of the east to me it's either them or the sixers i don't think toronto is going to like mm-hmm. interesting you're right though i see that i mean that's that's a common pick but like Kyrie is probably not going to be on the Celtics, or it's it's perceived that he's going to go to the Knicks for some reason. Yeah, somebody. I guess what I'm getting at is to for that team to work as a as a unit, somebody is going to be either will either leave or be traded. Oh, you so you think there's a move? There's a move this year that they will make in season. In season, I don't know who it'll be. Yeah, but for they, I mean, they have too many players. Well, yeah, I mean, it would have to, it would have to be a really special situation for everybody to eat, you know, like yeah. in today, like in 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 this NBA, like everybody's got to eat to a certain extent. Like the Warriors are a outlier. Like that type of team is an outlier, and I don't know if you can replicate that to yeah. where enough people are satisfied. Not because they they, I mean, the Warriors we all know are the unique situation that how everybody was drafted. And how the money worked out, like with Steph Curry making what eleven million dollars like over that. the like the majority of his career a year up until last year. Yeah. yeah, but so I think that Jason, it's all about how you view your team. Like, mm-hmm. is Jason Tatum the future of your team? I would say yes. Yeah. So you're you're gonna maximize his potential. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like. If, it would be wrong not to. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. And we and that's responsible not to. And that's for another podcast. Yeah, but, it's for another podcast. So I know that we talked about uh the Warriors, I know that we talked about the Lakers. 
we have Celtics. to we have to talk before we I know, and I know we're not trying to get to keep this pod long. It's the it's the introductory pod to the season, but we got to talk about the Butler trade. Or well, yeah, the the lack of or the lack of the Butler trade. Yeah, that is something that I mean, and shoot, I'm going to edit this over the next couple of days. Like he may be traded before this comes out, but if he if he does, like, you know, this is 10:07 <laughs> Eastern Daylight Time. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's, it's a uh, Western. It's Pacific time. So, but, I mean, pers- yeah, I'm all I'm all messed yeah, up. Specific. It's ten oh seven Pacific time on Monday, October first. Actually, yeah. I did remember to pay rent. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't forget. I almost did. Shout out, hey everybody listening, pay your bills. <laughs> pay your bills. That don't you pay your bills before listening. Pay your bills while listening. To this while podcast. listening, it's a great read. Um, <laughs> so. He's good. He's leaving. It's our basically the ownership has already said that he said that he's leaving again. Bypass Tibbs. Bypass Tibbs. Yeah, which that's their own fault for putting him in control. So he's gone. He's named some places. He named Brooklyn, New York, and uh, the Clippers. Uh, Miami then came into the equation. He he's expressed interest in Miami. Of course, Pat Riley will create cap space, or create a situation where he can go there. I think. I don't think it matters. I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, it doesn't really matter if he goes to like the Clippers. Or I think if he goes to the Heat, it's very interesting. I think that is a team that could make some noise in the East if he goes there. Really? I, they're in a very winnable division. Some would say a bad division. So, <laughs> so I know that I know that you mentioned his um, his desire or what the media believes to be his desired landing spots. Yeah, I know that we can talk about they. I don't know whether it was Tibbs, whether it was you know whoever ownership. Um, ownership has basically said we understand that if we keep him, it's going to be a very bad situation. Well, so. I don't know the exact. Um, pieces that they 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 wanted to trade with the 76ers and the asking price was one ben simmons (laughs) well that was that yeah that was them i mean you shoot your shot right obviously that was extremely rejected the latest that i've heard uh about the butler trade is um that they wanted to trade him i guess straight up for chris middleton oh wow but the the money obviously doesn't work out but they want to they wanted to make it work they they wanted to kind of get their hands on Chris Middleton. That's an interesting – I guess I didn't see that one, but that makes sense. And, like, I actually don't hate that for the Bucks either. Yeah. Sorry if my feet smell. I just took my shoes off, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, that would – yeah, I, I could see – which it's the stupid thing to me is that you have basically ownership saying we're disregarding Tibbs' wishes and we're not letting him control this decision, but we're going to willingly let him coach this next season – like fire the coach, dude. It, it's it's weird to me because like yeah. you you have different levels <laughs> put in place for a reason. So you, yeah. owner, as as the owner, you yeah. don't have to make this decision. And for everybody listening, J Max feet smells. It <laughs> smells do? like ass in this room right now. Well, you should take your shoes off too to count. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like it, it's it's weird because. Um, there was some rumors this off season that they wanted to fire him, but they didn't. Yeah, and all of this stuff comes out. It, you know, Jimmy Butler 
it comes out that he doesn't like Tibbs anymore. Doesn't like his teammates because they yeah. thought that it, it's, it's been so much here and there, like hearsay. It's like yes. been so much like I said this, no, I didn't say this. Like, oh, yeah. that paints me bad in the media. I didn't say that. I don't like my teammates because they are perceived as not caring. Right. So I mean, he's he will not play for them this year. No, he's not going to play for them, and that's kind of what it gets down to. And like a a trade for somebody like Chris Middleton. I, I don't like even though Jimmy Butler is a better player like that is a realistic trade option because it helps both teams and you get like potent, like he could resign it resign in Milwaukee somehow and then you could see that team competing in the east which we actually forgot about them well, we didn't forget it's not like we're covering team by team but Giannis. there's that's why I'm saying like I think Butler there's so many there's a couple different teams in the east like like Milwaukee like Miami that him peppered into their current situation, barring someone trading over trading for him and getting rid of like the reason why they're good now. I, I really like what he could possibly do in one year in the East, in a LeBronless East with a unproven Celtic starting five and unproven as in with themselves, not that they're not accomplished. Yeah. And a 76ers team that, we don't necessarily know if it can be relied on. So I don't know. I like this. I like Jimmy. I like the fact that he's, I would say he's headed East. Like, let me, let me ask you this. What team in the East would you most want to see him play Miami, for? Miami because of Eric Spolstra. Okay. Now you kind of threw me like, not threw me off, but you piqued my interest with, with Milwaukee. Yeah. I just think that their situation got better because of Budenholzer and, because they'll just be more competent. Literally, I don't think they need to change. I think Middleton's very good. I think he's an all-star level player. And I wouldn't want – because you'd have to give up probably more than Middleton. Yeah. No, and no, I wouldn't want to do it. So I would rather well, it'd be, him – It'd be like for the contract to work out, it would be yeah. Middleton and Cash, and I don't think they want to do that. Yeah, or or a pick or like another player that they like. I just think that by default they're going to be better. And I think they – I mean, they almost beat the Celtics in the first round last year. Yeah. Now, they were injured Celtics, but – I think him going to Miami with a coach like like if you could go to another coach that's like that's that's like Tibbs but but better and not as big of a moron as Tibbs like I feel <laughs> like you can take that how you may like that doesn't make any sense but Spolster is that guy that you would I don't know that Jimmy Butler basically what I'm saying is a coach that Jimmy Butler would fall in love with for yeah. the reasons that he fell in love with Tibbs but actually be a good the, coach for the love of the game like. Yeah, well, Spolstra is like a a complete process guy, right? He's all about effort, all about execution, all about like you know the nitty gritty, but good. <laughs> but he doesn't drive you into the <laughs> yeah. dirt. He doesn't drive. He's smarter. Yes. Yeah, and I mean they've got a weird contract financial situation there with some of the players, but that's today's world where you end up having to keep your own guys and sign the leftovers because. If not, you'll end up in a cellar. So, I mean, they've got players like Olenek that's getting paid a lot of money. Hassan Whiteside's vastly overpaid. But I think there's talent there in a lot of different places that with a player like Butler, it just magnifies it. And he'd go back with D-Wade, who I think was going to play one more year. And yeah, he's, that he's, would be interesting. I think this they is his farewell, his Derek Jeter yeah. farewell tour. And he's obviously okay with coming off the bench, did it last year. Let me ask you this. Is is this a situation like Toronto kind of did with Kawhi Leonard? Do you 
he I know he, he's he's mentioned teams that he's want to go to. Yeah. But like do you like way out of left field, do you kind of say I don't think that he's going to re-sign with me next year, but I think my team might be good enough to at least compete yeah. this year. I think when you're a team like Miami, you yeah. I think there's you take the chance. I think so too. I I wanted to get your take on it because like I know that it's it's weird because a lot of people would say that while Jimmy Butler's good, it's like nope, hell no, you he can't do leave. that. Like he like you're he's saying with Kawhi. he's gonna leave. Like Kawhi, yeah. The more and more you talk about it, and the more and more you, that you say that he might stay in Toronto, I think that he's gone. Yeah, but I think what it does is, I I just see the I see I see the risk. I see the reasons why you take the risk because they're. If if Toronto has a good season, that entire fan base is going to believe that they're going to resign Kawhi. I think that the entire year. I think that Jimmy Butler would be more likely. I think he, it would be well, easier. It's Miami. <laughs> well, I, well, not even Miami. I think it would be easier to convince Jimmy Butler to stay somewhere. Okay, anyway, then it then it would be Kawhi. to convince Kawhi to stay in Toronto. Right. So I mean, yeah, if you're a team that's making a trade, then I think you are right because I think you can sell. I feel like Jimmy Butler's feelings and his 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 wants and needs are more out there than Kawhi, a player that you can kind of peg some normal like competitiveness, wants to win championship, blah blah blah. But you really don't know his personality. You know Jimmy Butler's personality. You yeah. know, his cards are on the table, so you could present a scenario where he's like, "You're exactly right. This is where it's where I need to be." He, you can sell him. He he would be yeah. an easier person to kind of sell what you're trying. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna he would buy your brand. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he came because yeah. he came up from, you know, he was essentially homeless. Yeah. To not really getting any offers yeah. to becoming a, an NBA draft pick to he's like mean, a second round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Or no, he was the last pick of the first round. Yeah. He was, it, he was, a, he was a, not, he wasn't lottery at, by any means. No, he's like the number 30. So yeah. it was like Jimmy Butler is, he's a guy that he's, glad to be here not that he's not good but like he is i'm here let's play let's get this going he's a respectful like steward of the game he's a pro right he's a pro he's a pro all that said he's coming to the grizzlies trade 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 the guy like figure it out like i don't know nba trades are so weird now because it has to. There's so many other things that can make a trade valuable than like actual like present talent. Like a, a pick is so valuable until it's actually selected, and then all things like that. But I think the longer you wait, the less, the less you're gonna get. It's almost like the the San Antonio situation. Well, it's the opposite. Yeah. Like I, I think that the the Spurs and Toronto. I think that deal was really good and i think that they were yeah. like well Surprised at least me. the san antonio was trying to swing for the fence and nothing was ever going to happen and it finally came to fruition i think the more the longer you wait for jimmy butler mm-hmm. and you get into the seat like i think that a team is going to want to like trade for him prior to actually playing a meaningful game yeah i think you have to i think well i think butler like you've already seen the it's a i mean it's a it's a crazy situation over there right now because you have like every single side and there's like three different sides, which is crazy. There's Butler, there's Tibbs and there's the ownership telling the media 
like what's going on and like trying to set their own narrative. So you have like Butler, like Butler is not the kind of player that wants to sit out, like whatever. He does not want to sit out. So he is going to be throwing a fit if he's not traded in the next like probably week, I would say. In the next day or so. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Like maybe right now. We're going to edit this. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the lab, literally. (laughs) So, I mean, you're right. He, it has to happen. And, Basically, we say all that, and it may have been on Instagram, but we say all that to say whatever, if he goes to a team in the East, which I feel like is the only realistic options right now, unless a team out of left field comes in, I think that team is 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 ready to compete yeah. to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like yeah. Miami would be very dangerous to One me. piece away. One piece away. I One think, piece away to competing in the East. And that's... An even more full circle point for me to say the East is so interesting to me. Like, as an NBA fan, LeBron is gone, yes. But the East, like, all this Warriors, blah, 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 Lakers, blah, blah, blah. The East is is so fun to me because there's so many teams that are good. We haven't even mentioned the Pacers, who looked awesome last year. And they got better So with Tyreek. So, like, the East literally one through eight is going to be... It's legit. It's crazy because to me, like when I look at it, like from the off season and all the chatter, the rumors, everything like that. Yeah. Everybody in the East gained so much more confidence, and they're like, "No, it's mine." It yeah. like literally, the East is mine. There's no LeBron. Like, there's like yeah. I know that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and like all of the like the 76ers were like, "There's no excuse for us not to go to the Eastern Conference Finals." Right, like there's and that's how they view it. Yeah, like there is Same no more Celtics. Like, so the Cavs are gonna Cavs won't make the playoffs. I don't think. No, barring I miracles, barring Kevin Love being Minnesota Kevin Love scoring fifty points a game not at times, happen. it's not gonna happen. There's too many good teams. Yeah, so I think that there's there's an air of confidence among everybody, whether it's the Celtics, whether mm-hmm. it's the Raptors, whether it's you know the Seventy Sixers, Pacers, like. I think it's just going to be extremely interesting and fun to watch. So I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, it's safe to say that we are pumped for this upcoming season, and very I, much so. I don't know. I I've been watching preseason games. I like, <laughs> earlier today I like turned preseason like it started 4:30 here. Yeah, uh, I think. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. like I've I've been keeping up with everything. It's it's crazy. No, it's, yeah, it's, uh, like, obviously, we're NBA junkies, so it's starting, it's there, it's, it's I just, I hate, I hate the whole, like, it's not interesting because the Warriors are so good, so that's, and then I don't want to, because it's, it's all, honestly, it's annoying for people to say what I'm saying, too, like, (laughs) it's, like, annoying when people say that it's not worth it to watch because the Warriors are going to win, and it's also really annoying that the other side always says no it actually is interesting they're the so it's like i don't even know like maybe maybe everybody hates everybody but yeah no but it's chandler parson gear dude yeah (laughs) you you gotta throw some grizz in it it is uh this is a cp 25 podcast so for everybody that didn't see his article in the players tribune he is apologizing to the city of Memphis for essentially not being what he thought he <laughs> wanted to be. Um, yeah, let's give let's give a, a quick little tease on that because I do coming and then like the next episode will be a a Grizz centric episode for all of our 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 901 fans. We'll be featuring uh, a friend of the program from under the covers. Oh, I guess 
colleague of ours. Colleague. Because we're sure. a business, right? We're a business. Uh, Clay Hall and uh, Hunter Mitchell, who is a uh, widely known Grizz supporter and also a huge Chandler Parson fan because <laughs> this is a... CP25? This is a Chandler Parson-friendly podcast. Like, it, it has been since he came to Memphis and since this podcast was created, and it will always be a Chandler Parsons podcast. Like, it is... No Easy Buckets basically presented by Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons, if you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> and I know that we spoke at the airport the other day in Atlanta, <laughs> you were on the way to, I think, Europe. I think that's what you mentioned. But that's good news. Shout out. Uh, no Easy Buckets presented by probably the great Chandler Parsons Studios. Chandler Parsons Incorporated. Yeah. Um, Chandler, if you're listening, uh, shout out. Yeah. Thanks, Chandler. But. We will always sign on with Back in the Lab and <laughs> always you. sign off with this is a Chandler, Chandler Parsons, Parsons supported podcast. Supported podcast. Yeah. And you will always hear that, us say that. Other than that, we didn't want to get too in the mud with anything today. With like, obviously like trades and salary cap and projections and like blah, 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 that everything else you hear. We just wanted to run through some stuff, touch on some stuff, obviously kiss lebron's feet a little bit kiss the ring kiss the ring a little bit and uh you know just get you hyped get you hyped hey get stay tuned hyped. get your popcorn ready it's gonna be a <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting season <laughs> yeah. and back back in the lab <laughs> we're we're always we're we're back in the lab for uh for good always cooking so you'll you'll see it here on the feed it's uh, uh you know you obviously if you subscribe you've seen the under the covers college football betting podcast it's on the same podcast feed as this will be it's obviously just smarter to consolidate so that you're not spreading out it's smarter fans it's smarter to consolidate so you can have one fan base but this is yeah. the premier pod other content down their throat this is the premier pod that we push yeah so don't tell mike that we said that but um but yeah so we'll there'll be some more stuff here but we're this is the first uh live podcast in person that we've ever recorded successfully i think i tried with mike last year so when I come to Memphis in a few weeks for the holidays, we'll do another one or two. Probably try to get a couple in, and uh, I'll have to buy some more microphones. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, have a bunch of featured guests throughout the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> we hey, you know, Hunter Hunter Mitchell Clay Hall. Put that go. on you. Yeah, hey, so, Booker. <laughs> yeah, no easy podcast, Booker. Yeah. No. No easy bucket, no easy talent no, <laughs> at gmail.com. No, yeah, if you want me, you can subscribe to my Instagram account, no easy talent. No easy talent. Um, I, will, easy. I will put a link in the description to where you can shout out your boy. So, yeah. no. But for real, no, thanks for if you're still If you're still listening, like many of you always do, mm-hmm. um, yeah, stick with us. It's going to be it's going to be a fun year. So, yeah, like like and subscribe and uh, buy the merch. Uh, you should definitely <laughs> buy the merch if we had merch. So yeah, <laughs> buy it. Yeah, buy buy some merch. No, but I, that's it for me. Signing off. Insert really cool outro music now. Peace. So, to get a song on the radio
us, we were smoking chill It was only German lunch, we thought it was real I was even feeling mad if I ain't even care yeah, Just to be around, we made it worth it I dropped out, but you still said I'm perfect I remember at the prom, you was perfect I remember you were walking on graduation day I never got the chance to say Friend, and I remember 